not too late. I let her go. go. Listen now. Listen now. Gotta get back to everybody the most awesome and brand and a sports podcast coming at you as we always do and we have a dynamite episode 241 for your eardrums guys who's the favorite please subscribe leave five stars tell a friend shoot us an email at mab sports podcast at gmail.com i'm brandon and with me as always counting out his kit cats most awesome Reese's pieces baby that's where we do it kids gotta oh, pay a it. tax kids gotta pay a daddy tax, tax. yeah for the, for the Reese's pieces <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. How does it work? Like, uh, so they come back with the bags of candy. You do the yes, search, mm-hmm. make sure they got the air in it, whatnot. Mm-hmm. You no razor do, blades. Yep. No razor blades. Nothing that's unwrapped. Like, no, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of dropping in there like an unwrapped Jolly Rancher. That's out. So, it's, <laughs> okay. and then it's like, it's redistribution. Is it like, you know, it's in your room? Do you have it like in the kitchen? And there's like the little pieces each day until they forget about it? How's it work? Yeah, yeah definitely not in the room. That would be a disaster. That sure. would be a. Right. Coming, open up the door uh, Tuesday morning to a sea of rappers <laughs> and a probably comatose child. Um, uh, no, we, yeah, we will definitely like, so we had rain. So we had to like dump the buckets out individually on like their own little like section of, you know, basically to air out, air dry, pat dry. You know yeah. what I've noticed is, is most of the wrappers are cellophane. So they're pretty weatherproof. M&M's, you fucking cheap motherfuckers. Mm, that's right. They put paper, in a little yeah. bit of a paper wrapper. Yeah, it's a little and paper. and they get they get soggy. Yeah, they they okay. they get a little wilted, and so we pit, we had to pitch a fair number of M&M's. But by and large, oh, those are they were, out. There were any, yeah. any cases like, hey, we can bring these back to life. We'll be fine. We'll just no resuscitation. No, no, no. I, I called hands. it. I was like, yeah. eleven forty-two. These M&M's are dead <laughs> on arrival. Flatline. Yeah, flatline. So then, um. So, yeah, so, I mean, I may have, like, you know, taste test sampled a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just to really get an idea of what the rain does. 100%. Um, but, yeah, then it was all dry. Then we we put them in big uh, bags, named them up, locked them up. And then, you know, they picked the – here's the thing is, is Kamishat went rogue tonight. We're like, all right, after dinner, usually they get some sort of treat, a little yep. dessert. I was like, all right, what are you guys going to pick for your dessert? 2.0 went and got uh, – uh, a Snickers bar, I believe. Nice. Yep. Junior, Commission Junior, Kit Kat. He loves his Kit Kats. He's got a wild. Kit Kat bar. We had cookies in the house, and Commission just went rogue, didn't even touch candy. Boom. Chocolate chip cookie. I'm going okay, for this. I like this. I like this. Here's what I think. Okay. I think she sees, I like this vision. She's going to hit off community chest before she goes to the mm-hmm. her sacred stash. 
Yeah, right yeah, that's yeah. just that's public domain right there. So she's going to munch for that sure. down until there's nothing left just in, you know, for the whole household. And then she's always going to have her own personal stash that she can hit later. Smart. Smart I, I do like I do like this. She is she is definitely like squeezing because if it was to chop it up a third, a third, a third, she's now like, I'm going to I'm going to edge out 45 Maybe maybe even half the cookies in this box here because no one's paying attention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yep. roll around mid November when Halloween stashes are tapped, she's still got hers and a belly full of those cookies. Smart, exactly. Like yeah, exactly. And she's like, you know what? You want these whoppers? Here, mm-hmm. you can have them. Yeah, I'll be gracious <laughs> enough to dole those. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and what everyone's looking for in the bottom of their trick or treat bag? That's a jam packed mm. episode two forty one, guys. We got. <laughs> We're from the headlines doing NFL week eight reactions. Then we're going to do, am I the asshole? Got a little groomsman store. I want to jump in there on. Uh, It may be date night. Glad you brought this up, bro. Haven't done this in a beat long overdue. We did Texas chainsaw massacre. I've never seen it. I've seen it before. I've never seen it either. Yeah, we jumped in there. Um, I don't even think I saw the reboot with uh, Jessica Biel. I don't even think I saw that. I haven't seen him. I wonder if yeah. I'll return now. We'll find that out. And Neapolitan mm-hmm. Showdown, uh, we brought this up last week. I wrote it down. So I remembered we're doing top things that we wish we would have stuck with. And Brandana Gambling Corner, we're going to do those NBA futures. And we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right. Um, right from the headlines, NFL Week Area. I got to tell you this right now, bro. I got to be honest with you. You remember my rule yeah. about not, not betting during podcasts? Uh-oh, so we, got we broke a, it? I didn't, I didn't realize the timing of this. We got a Chicago Bulls-Brooklyn Nets game going on. Well, they're just calling your name. You're you're going post Steve Nash firing. Yeah. Let me think. Let me think the angle. Sure. You're liking a little. Is it at Nets, or is it at Chicago? It is at the Nets. What is this? Uh oh. Once again. Uh oh. Uh oh. But I like this. I like you capitalizing on a little like headline, little subject change. Nets in the uh, in the um, in the news for some more Kyrie stuff. Now this, did you bet yeah, on like, the Nets? Did you bet uh, on the did, Brooklyn yeah, team? Yeah, yeah, I went on yeah. the Nets right now because I was thinking, I was I like thinking it. like it, it was no secret that you know Kevin Durant wanted them to move on from Steve uh, Nash. Nash, Steve Nash. So mm-hmm. it just seemed like a little bit of this would be one game to get behind and rally just to show that it's like they didn't need him and they were right the entire time and they got a team. But then also Chicago, a little little banged up a little bit too. No Lonzo Ball. Up. Yeah, yeah. Five five minutes left. Uh, Brooklyn's down by nine. They're just, they're just fucking dumpster fire. No good there. Couldn't even out. rally. Couldn't even rally for Brandana. Couldn't do it, guys. Uh, okay, so let's jump in right now. I want to cover the Thursday night game. <laughs> um, Ravens at Bucks, 27-22. Um, is this it? Are we? Is it over for Tom Brady? Is it done? I mean, missing missing some, like, uh, Miss Kyle Rudolph there in the end zone. You even saw it, yeah. too, like, frustrated at himself. I know it's just kind of like the Tom Brady watch, but uh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we do. Do we do we have like full? Because because it was the following day, right, that they announced the the separation, right? We don't want to get too 
to uh you All know right, people yeah. magazine on this podcast you know sure. we we're not we're not the the magazines in the checkout aisle at the grocery store that's not we're us not. that's on our podcast no, 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 no. No. but it did happen and I, I do wonder how much that weighs i really didn't hear too much of that from broadcast media maybe i wasn't paying attention but i would have thought like hey this is probably pulling focus you know what i mean like in order to be a 45 year old quarterback you got to be 100 percent invested in Going through like uh, actually, you know, filing for divorce, it's got to take away from something, right? Yeah, I would almost think like the announcers, like maybe it's almost like a form of respect, like don't talk about another man's family or like, sure. you know, his wife. I'd hope like, so. Just kind of leave that shit out of there. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I wanted to talk to you about this. Yeah, so I mean, you put this team in any other division, and I almost mean not quite. I almost mean the AFC South, and then you'd have to kind of just like put them down for the count. But this, I mean, who's going to win this division? Like. Any of these teams could win it. The yeah, fucking I mean that's a. I still kind of remain, um, not confident. Uh, you know, just secure in my thing that like nine and eight is good enough to to squeak out the division here. Yeah. Um. Although when you say that, that means they got to go six and three over the next one. So it's like, shit. Could we have? Could this division be our our seven and ten? division like we had a losing record with the Ooh. nfc east a couple years back uh i think it was with the washington football team back then yeah. and they played in that super bowl run for tampa bay so could we see the yeah, shoe being on nine. the other fit sure mm-hmm. yeah so could, could we see a little seven and ten i mean that's four wins and five more losses that that feels right for this team but still like hey plausible doable you know what i mean the, we know these schedules are pretty backloaded with with divisional games so you know uh, yeah i like it I, I i still feel like this is they're, they're making the playoffs i don't think they're making a deep run but i still think that they're making a playoffs and it's it's now about just making sure that i can get kind of uh get right on the field uh between now and then yeah, so you're a Michigan guy. Give me your journey. Yeah. Like just kind of plot out your stock of Tom Brady from like when he entered the league to, you know, where you, I'll go through mine first. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at first it was just kind of like, oh yeah, like Patriots were really on the radar and then they were winning a lot. They were winning a lot of Super Bowls. So there's, a, you know, all of a sudden there, there's that hate. And then Randy Moss goes to, you know, over the Patriots and the Vikings. And then you're just like, fuck the Patriots. And then, you know, you're kind of rooting against the team that could go perfect. Cause you always kind of secretly want your team to be the first one to go perfect. Right. Uh, and then, you know, I guess that injury, whatever. And it was easy to root for him, but then, you know, going to Tampa Bay, I, I kind of liked the, um, him being like, all right, well, I, you know, I got to do this for me. Like, I'm not ready to stop. Like I'm going to show them. And I kind of like him proving him wrong. And now it's just kind of like, it's honestly just kind of, it's a bummer. And it's sad. Like we kind of know too much of the information and I don't know, like it, we've seen guys stay too long, but I don't think we've really seen kind of a life deteriorate. And maybe it's just where we are now with all this information we have and like the timing of the divorce, but it's actually, it's just, it's kind of a bummer because we're watching like a guy simultaneously lose everything as opposed to just like having to hang up the football. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, when you put it that way, it sure feels sadder than what we're watching. You know what I mean? Like when you put it, when you look at it through that prism, you know, I, you know, so to start like a Michigan fan, I mean, this is a guy that beat out Drew Henson, uh, who was uh, the second coming of John Elway. If, the, if the, that might put it put it on the equal par, just in terms of talent of what Drew Henson was, baseball, football, like elite prospect in both categories, um, 
and he beat him out. Obviously, Drew was flirting with baseball a lot more than than John Elway ever was. But and Drew Henson was like a kid from like Michigan area that was like local. So I mean, it was, you know, boy makes good going to the big, you know, the big school there. Tom Brady beats him out his last two years, starting as the the main quarterback. Um, and and a good a good overall Michigan team. I mean, they they didn't, you know, this is back in, you know, it was either, you know, the 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 assigned, if you will. This is even before college, you know, playoffs, but had a great win. Uh comeback when Tom Brady did just kind of showing the the what he could muster but you never really thought that he was going to be a pro quarterback and then you mentioned you know then going to the Patriots and getting a just a perfect like landing spot and just being super competitive uh being prepared ultimately like the best like case for are you allergic to my good stories buddy <laughs> no no it's good um and so then you know and so yeah, and then so he makes an unbelievable run. Prime example of why like backups need to stay ready. You know, just in, at any given moment goes in there and never never relinquishes the spot. Then you have all the the highlights, everything hitting. Um, you know, and then to hear you know even here when when he was talking about it, this is the thing that I think it's underreported a little bit is is he had said many many years earlier that he wanted to play till he was forty five. He had said it. He announced it. Everyone kind of knew it. And then when you talk about, you know, these last year, basically like year and a half, because there was a little, little rumblings of him and uh, and uh, Arians not getting along too well uh, last year, and then the off season he was retiring, kind of gives a little cryptic message, and then you know then they get rid of Arians and move him up into the office, and then they make Todd Bowles the head coach, and then they bring him back or he comes back. You know, have all the off season stuff. There's just been a lot of like since you know June of last year, uh, or June of this year, I should say. There's just been like a lot of drama surrounding Tom Brady stuff that we've never seen. Uh, I guess we have seen drama. I guess he, his play's always been able to uh, to dampen the drama surrounding him, so it didn't really matter. Now this is the time where we've got a 45 year old Tom Brady. He isn't playing great, and the stuff is just piling on. It's just he feels yeah. like he's weighed down by a brick that he cannot get out from underneath. Yeah, so we'll see if he gets out from it. It'd just be nice if the end wasn't quite like with all the stuff coming together. But it's you know he did say he was gonna, and I felt like we heard other quarterbacks saying maybe not specifically like forty five, but there is something about him getting it done. But, but I just I don't know how he could picture forty five. You know, if you're like thirty eight, it's just like you don't really know what your body's gonna feel like at forty five. Like I didn't. Yeah, know, no kidding. You know what forty was gonna be like at thirty five. Um, all right, moving on to Vikings Cardinals. Um, I don't know. I know I said this in the text thread. Like, there's something. This uh, what are they? six and seven and one now is there anything you fear about this vikings team um not not particularly feeling like they could have pretty much given that game away um against the the cardinals yeah i don't i mean you know you watch this team regularly unfortunately um unfortunately i mean it's your your curse to bear but um yeah i just don't i don't I don't know. I'm just, something's not striking fear in me and I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. I don't, I don't know why. Is it the play calling? Is it, you know, is it their defense? I mean, I, I'm not really sure what the, what the story is with the Vikings, but they're, they're, they feel like a very beatable, like, you know, top two team in the NFC. Yeah. It seems like they go super on script 
And then as soon as they get through that script, and I know Jimmy Garoppolo has been accused of this a little bit, but as soon as they get through like those first 20 set plays or whatever, like there's something weird, like when the game's tied or they're down, you know, they're, it's not like they're aggressive, aggressive, but at least they're moving the ball. And then, you know, once they get the lead, like it's a lot of just three and outs, like it's a lot of first down Delvin cook in the middle gain of nothing. And then, you know, second down, like Kirk cousins, like trying to check down and maybe again at two and then third down getting sacked. And then that's just, that's the long and the short of, what they're doing so i don't know I, I want you to rank these teams real fast so you're a wild card team let's just say you're a wild card football team you got to go on the road uh rank these teams on like the one you fear the most to the one you fear the least eagles vikings niners falcons rams bucks so it's so eagles, eagles vikings niners falcons rams bucks bucks um so rank them low. What is that? Seven teams? Six teams? Uh, six teams. Yeah. The one you six fear teams. the most. One I fear the most. It's got to be the Eagles. Yep. That's number one. Yep. Who do you got? For number, two? number two. Man, I think, I mean, the Rams feel very beatable. The 49ers feel very beatable as well, too. Although I would say with them just kind of dominating and then McCaffrey just kind of being like potentially unlocked if you will in terms of uh what he can do i think i'm gonna put the niners at number two as weird as that sounds nope niners are my number two who's your number three okay um so this is comes down to vikes rams and super bowl hangover with the rams what, what are they 500 right now what's the rams record they got fucking dealt they're three and four yeah so that means the Vikings were six and one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're six and one. So uh, I got to go Vikes three, Rams mm. four, Falcons five, and Bucks right now six, just because the way that they're playing. I think the, the the Falcons are a little plucky. The the yeah. the Falcons have the most room to move on this list, in in my feelings. Yeah, they got a lot of feeling. They got a little feeling like they'll kind of throw anything at you and you don't know what to expect. And at least, you know, their quarterback can move, which seems to be, especially with the way these teams are playing, like a threat that you have to take seriously is like a mobile quarterback, which Tom Brady, even on that Thursday night game, we saw him like run it a couple of times in the end zone. Yeah. It's like, what the yeah. fuck are you What's doing? That hasn't worked in years. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm ready to dust off this old chestnut, the old, <laughs> the old respect my run. Nobody fearing it. Um. All right, jump over to... The Saints shut out the Raiders 24 to nothing. I mean, I think that we got to close the book on the Raiders. Yeah, what's going on? What, what I mean, McDaniel, I thought he was supposed to kind of invigorate this team, and they've just they've looked bad at times. I mean, and losing in a shutout to the Saints, which is also not a great team either. Yeah, not, I think not we talked about it. Yeah, we talked a little bit about it with the you know, the lions also uh, not to bring those guys back up, but you know, you just can't get, you can't get shut out these days. I mean, there's just no excuse with how everything's yeah. set up to get shut out. Yeah. You can't get shut out, especially when you've brought in, you know, offensive minded Josh McDaniels. Um, you had a relatively potent offense in, um, in Las Vegas beforehand. Then you bring in Devonte Adams I get it. They've, they've been kind of injured. Darren Waller has been, it's been, you know, he's right been riding the pine, but did Derek Carr get injured in this game or did they pull him in the second half? Pulled. pulled. Yeah. Come on, man. I mean, they couldn't move Josh Jacobs either. I'm not really sure identity wise, what we're looking at with this team. 
Uh, the last team I want to kind of take a peek at real fast. Um, Giants at Seahawks, 27-13. Are you afraid of this? Se- oh, man, I let that I let that fucking Seattle team off that list I gave. We should have been talking mm. about that Seattle team on NFC teams that you fear to go to. Uh, is this Seattle team legit? Boy. Five Are they more three. legit than the Giants? Like, rank these teams. Like, Seattle, let's go. Seattle, Giants, Jets, Bengals. Yeah, I think they're the best team. There's certainly, here's the thing. They're certainly the best coach team on this. Pete Carroll's been getting it done for a real fucking long time. Yeah. I think Tyler Lockett even said a fucking real cold statement. Did you, did you read yeah. this? Mm-hmm. Where he's like, it's a, it's amazing what you can do when no one cares about the credit. You know, yep. basically that was basically what he was the summarize summarization of what it was. I mean, I, they just find a way. I don't understand Geno Smith. You know, it's still going to make some Geno Smith type plays, but I, if I'm going, well, especially if I'm going on the road, Seattle's number one. Yeah. Man. Uh, see, here's the thing is, is the Jets Giants thing. I'm going to put the, the Giants a skosh ahead of the Jets, even though I kind of like the Jets a little bit more. But I feel like I feel like um, Zach Wilson is a huge gambling X factor. Where at least with Danny Dimes, like I don't think he's going to play reckless. Zach Wilson plays reckless at times and makes me very nervous. So I'm not. I can't like in a playoff game. I can't sit there and go, all right, Zach Wilson. Your limit is two turnovers. Keep it to that. I, I don't feel like he's going to give me that. So I got I got Giants at two, Bengals at three. I think the Bengals just – I think they look bad right now, especially that, that loss against last night on Monday night. That loss against Cleveland was – the defense doesn't look great. I mean, I, I'm not – I don't – Yeah, I can't tell what's up. I mean, it's like, is Cleveland the fucking, like – like the new Arrowhead stadium. Is it the way they have Monday night games mic'd up? I was just like, that's the fucking like loudest home game I've ever heard. It <laughs> right, was on nuts. A, and on it's a like, Halloween night too, nonetheless. Like they were fucking Cleveland was Jack. Cleveland does not care for Cincinnati. Like that team was fucking fired up and ready to yeah, go. And there was just like sure. no stopping. Like, Jacoby but they couldn't, decided. they couldn't even stop. They could not stop the run to save their life. I mean, this, I think, I think Zach Taylor is like a supremely overrated coach. And has been given a pass for last year's Super Bowl run. I mean, they were fucking talking about can't get blanked. I mean, they they threw up a couple of TDs at the end, you know. Yeah, for sure. The, oh yeah, the, yeah, that the Tyler the Tyler Boyd TD could have been very easily picked off or just knocked down, but it just bounced off the guy's hand, the defender's hand, and went in and went into his hands, and they fucking shanked the kick. Uh, I don't know. There's trouble in Cincinnati. I'm not sure what the fix is with that, except continually to invest in the offensive line, which they can't figure to get right anyway. So I'm not real sure. Uh, well, still plenty of more football to go. So we'll see it out to the <laughs> end. We made it this far, but the question is like, I, I mean, it's really, there's some really mediocre football being played. And I know everybody's saying that, but there, I mean, like there's just, I don't know. I, you get something like, you know, you get the bills chiefs and that's really exciting. It's like the bills Packers was a fight. That game was never fucking close. Last night, right. last night's game wasn't close. Like, Ravens Buccaneers was, I mean, all these games, just tough things. All right. Um, is, is consistency the most like important thing in NFL football? Like 
consistency, just showing up and being yeah. like a, this is what we are week to week. That is the most like, it must be the most stride for thing because we're not the, the, the football that we were watching. Like we've seen every one of these teams that we talked about, like, like, Oh, okay. Oh, this is, this is what this team is supposed to be. Yeah. And then the next week it just falls off. Uh, I'm beginning to believe that the, the single, like, like most unattainable goal in, in the NFL is consistency. I yeah. just can't put it together week to week. And I, I don't know why that is. I'm not sure. Yeah, because well, I mean, you can say what like five teams that you haven't mentioned. Oh, those guys might; those guys can make a run in the playoffs. Like, yeah. you know, it's like what Bears, Texans, like uh, Commanders, and yeah, Lions. That's I keep saying and Lions. Yeah. Uh, no, but even like Lions at the beginning of the year, like a little hype. The division <laughs> yeah, seemed yeah, doable. Yeah. I mean, beginning of the year, it was just beginning us. of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's, at some point they started out zero and one. Okay, we can move on from that. Um, all right, am I the asshole groomsman? Here's a situation, bro. Can I hit you with a situation? Yeah, hit me with a situation. Okay, uh, I did not change the name, but the name of this guy is Brandon in here. So also, oh, perfect. Talk. Okay. All right, it says, uh, "Am I the asshole for backing out of a friend's trip after it became a after it became a groomsman trip for a wedding I'm not in?" I've had a group of friends since elementary school. The five of us stayed close friends through elementary, middle, and high school. And even though the university, separate universities, um, we still stay very close. We're all 26 years old, and I've been friends for 19 years now. One of the guys in the group, Brandon, is getting married in January. Brandon asked the other three guys to be groomsmen at his wedding alongside his two brothers and two of his friends from college. This left me the only guy that wasn't a groomsman. I was upset at first, but I realized after I talked to my parents about him, they reminded me that Brandon's wedding, and, and it's not a group event. He can have who he likes up there. And just because I'm not a groomsman doesn't mean Brandon doesn't consider me a friend and that it doesn't already have seven people up there besides him, which is a lot. My parents are the only one I've ever told I was upset about it. And now I think I'm pretty well over it. They've had a few groomsmen gathering like they went for drinks after they got fitted for suits and went golfing together. And Brandon and his fiance had a barbecue for their wedding party. That's always a weird reminder for me. All right. My friends and I usually go on a trip in December to watch a football game. We started this new tradition. Uh, this now tradition, our first year at university and have been going ever since. It's always been five of us as friends and we go for like three or four days. On Tuesday, my three friends came to me and wanted to know my opinion on inviting the other groomsmen on the trip as a surprise to Brandon. The three of them were clearly all for the idea and really wanted me to say yes. I told them I wasn't sure. I didn't think about it, which is awkward because they obviously thought I was going to say yes. I spoke to them about it today and said, honestly, I don't want to go on a trip being the only non-groomsman. I know Brandon's brother and I've met in college friends and they're all cool, but I don't want to be the clear odd man out. I told my friends that they should do it. I just don't want to go this year, which was fine for me because I can go and save some money because I have a separate destination wedding to go to in February now. The other guys won't invite the other groomsmen if it means I won't come, but it's clear they're also annoyed at them not being able to invite them because of me. One of my friends spoke to me separately and he told me he really thinks I'm not fair or a good friend and asked me if it's because I resent not being a groomsman. Feels like a decision I make besides agreeing to go on the trip with the four of the groomsmen is going to make them mad at me. Am I the asshole for backing out of the trip if I'm going to be the only non-groomsman? I mean, you, you, the guy is not in this. His name is not Brandon. Brandon is the, the guy who's Brandon's his friend. Yeah. Brandon's his friend. The guy getting married. Yeah. So it sounds like you're not over it, bro. I know you yeah. said you were in this. Doesn't really sound like because like I've never gone on a like, especially if it's bros that you know. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's mm -hmm. boys that you know. I funny enough, I went on a on a bachelor party with that I only knew one guy at, and we went golfing, drinking, strip the whole nine. That was fucking. That was weird. But I just had my one buddy there. 
and uh yeah you know you just make do i didn't i i don't know i don't understand the like well i don't want to be the odd man out you've known these dudes since they were you since you were five years old yeah you're 26 years old now the other guys if anything should have a little bit of like oh i hope i can you know like vibe with you know brandon's childhood bros you know, my, my, why do we call, keep calling it university? Are you Canadian? We're, we're going to Canadian yeah, football games. Yeah, something, What's yeah, up? Something, <laughs> something fishy. <laughs> What's CFL's going on? Never, never want to fuck the CFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna shoot you straight. You're being a chick about this. Yeah. Like, um, don't need to ruffle feathers. Like this is not your day. This is not your thing. This is your boy's thing. Um, your parents made it pretty clear, and they had a good point. Like we've had friends of ours get married, and for different reasons, like however it lines up, like groomsmen is just like there's always different things that weigh in there. And like the last thing you want to do on someone else's wedding is, you know, make it about you or what their thing is. Like especially, especially in this pre like, Hey, we're having fun. Like, let's just do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're, they're not wearing out. their fucking suits. You know, he's not right, passing right. out like the grooms and flasks. Like you're not, they're not taking like the grooms and photos at the football stadium. Like just be a good hang. Like, I don't know. Like now I'm just yeah. like, if you, if you're going to be in this mindset, then Go full chick and play hard to get. Like, yeah. like it doesn't bother you and make a fucking regret not making you cruise me. <laughs> make him be like, oh man, he's so That's cool. I totally like. I'm up. gonna get in such great I shape should. when he sees me on his wedding days. We so pumped. I should have had to sit up there just wearing a blazer and just like live your fucking best life. That's so funny. Uh, um, yeah, you want? Yeah, with this shit, I you just you gotta keep. Yeah. Like, God, I, 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 now I want to know. I want now I want to talk to Brandon and be like, all right, so what's up? Where's how did this fucking yeah. yeah? Well, I think we got an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like if I had a power rank as friends, I mean it's the one that's you know post into like a message board, like am I being the asshole for like not wanting to go on like this tradition we had just because like they want to expand it and have other dudes there? Yeah, I actually think like Dr. and Mrs. the Commish had more bridesmaids than groomsmen i think she i think she had one more so it's like like you even if you like you can make it work it doesn't have to be even or you know what i'm saying like now now brandon could sit there right. and just fucking throw his his chick under the bus and be like look bro yeah she's got a I hard nut she, yeah she wants some numerology bullshit she wants a number seven can't mm -hmm. get past it sorry my man and and uh but yeah i, I don't know something's going on between brandon and this dude and uh and it might be the dude's fault even i mean i might even decide preemptively with brandon on this yeah i'm i'm, I'm yeah i'm pro brandon for this like yeah. it, to be honest like it might be a load off your shoulders if you don't come to this fucking football game yeah dude a lot of like bitching about where the tailgate is how far Just we being have to weird walk. like oh god like having too many beers and bringing it up like oh you guys are gonna have so much fun at the wedding like standing up there it's gonna be i'll just be the guy sitting watch you guys stand up there Oh, yeah. He's, he's bringing out little pillows, carrying stuff on. I'd be like, see, see, can I be, like, I the can ring, be a bear? ring bear? Oh, man. Yikes. Uh, yeah, man. If, if you can, you got to dig deep and you got to, you can't let someone else's wedding ever become about anything about you at all. Like, inconvenience, plus, like, nothing. Like, you just have to be fucking disappear let them do their thing whatever they need you to do that's what you do in dead dad yeah yeah dead dad i what, i don't understand like all why weddings are chock full of of drama and and wildly expensive for what they actually are yeah. like i don't understand this there's such this supercharged event i don't i don't get it yeah it's wild yeah it's Party terrible yeah. that's why i did it. i'm that's why i'm i only did it once i'm never doing it again zero times bro
Yeah. Been engaged, been engaged a few times. All right. It may be date night. That got weird. All right. Bring us to the jam. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the mad date night. The showdown is where they fight. Here they discuss if this movie sucks. Why? Because this pot fucks. I said this pot fucks. Oh, yeah. This pot it's a really good chainsaw. It's a really, really good. Who's chainsaw. mine or yours? No, mine's pretty good. I can hear yours because I was doing mine. Do yours real fast. Oh yeah. Now mine's better. No, no. no listen. Okay. Oh no, you, you just. No, I got yeah. nervous. I got nervous. Yeah, yeah. I thought you. I thought you ran out of gas. <laughs> I thought it was really. All right, 1974s. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, each of us, our first time seeing it, usually we go back, we dig a movie deep from our childhood to see if it holds up. We had not seen this one. It seemed right since it was Halloween weekend. Yeah. Um, this movie scare you, bro? Uh, this movie is like more disturbing imagery than it is it's scary, right? Yeah. yeah. That's how it feels to me, at least. Yeah, because you got to go back. I mean, we've had so much like like a gore porn since then with like saws and all these movies to where it's just kind of like, I got to really put yourself in the mindset of 1974 and what you had seen on screen, you know, like, I, yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I think one thing they're riding the momentum of, which is, you know, for our generation, something that we saw the Blair witch project do, which was imply that it was based on, or literally say it was based on a true story with that not actually being true, but just kind of fucking with that and letting that cause like some of the panic, which seemed to work. Cause you have that kind of disclaimer at the beginning. Yeah, weird and just like a disgusting like image of just d- disgraced bodies oh, yeah. on a thing. Yeah, yeah like really gross. Yeah, yeah, really, really gross. Um, but there is no like, there's no fucking story like story in this whatsoever. Just so and spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, it's basically like five, I guess, twenty six year olds go driving through Texas because they're somebody's desecrating. Uh, graves and digging up bodies and fucking with them and then they go to go see their old house i think and then see maybe if their grandfather's grave got fucked with and then then they run into some they run into a bus saw they run into some trouble yeah it's a little haunted house it's just kind of like one Mm -hmm. at a time they go into this like fucked up house and then like they all kind of and you're kind of putting together the pieces uh yeah so it's very yeah so that pretty much covered i mean the last 35 minutes like Sands the time that like she gets her blood drank and then she passes out and then she wakes back up. Like it's just yeah. like I had to turn it down. I was starting to get like a headache. Like it's just her screaming. It's her screaming through the woods, like that yes. chasing in the woods, through the house, back through the woods, finally caught. This is we're talking about. Out. This is Sally, right? This yeah, is Sally, the blonde like, hair chick. Yeah, then yeah. trying to hammer her on the head and keep missing, which which was that was like that was pretty good, like building up suspense, like just kind of like keep cutting to that hammer and you're almost just like, just fucking clubber. So she's not screaming yeah. anymore. Just like old timer, like just get one good knock on there. And then like, she keeps screaming to run across there. Uh, yeah. And then that's kind of basically it. So it is kind of that imagery of all that shit, like inside the house, like got a kind of um, like a devil worshiping thing, but just, you know, it's just like all these skulls and things. It, I picked up a little bit on like uh, the parallel of, like being animals, you know, because they, you know, they talk in the beginning about like executing the cows when they pick up that hitchhiker 
sure is that being one of the things and then like it's the kind of the way that they try to kill her with like the hammer yeah 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 there was a, there there also felt like a little like demonic energy when they were like in that area because like even when they picked up the hitchhiker then Franklin, who's in a wheelchair, by the way, we failed to mention that Franklin's in a wheelchair. By the way, how wild is it that the 70s, it's like, hey, load, load up the van and just like no seats in the back whatsoever. Everyone just oh, fucking yeah. rolling around like nobody's business back there. Right. Uh, Franklin's back there. Then he gets a little crazy. He gets a little obsessed with like the like the way that the hitchhiker cut into his hand with his with his knife. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino just called this like uh, one of his seven perfect movies like that came out like uh, I think he's got a new book out or whatever. So yeah, so like perfect, big, perfect, perfect Quentin. Yeah, yeah. Call this movie perfect. Come on, one dude. Seven Sally can't perfect. run for shit. Sally runs like she's fucking like she runs screams and cannot run to save her life and just like telegraphs everything that we know. I guess if you're putting it through the prism of 1974, maybe. But even Franklin, I, first off, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. It's like, what, what are we doing this? We have no character names. Franklin says like, Franklin says, who's in the wheelchair. I'm pretty sure when he, when they made the pit stop at the gas station that had no gas, he was like, Hey, do you know the old Franklin place? So then I started really thinking like, is this name Franklin Franklin? Like, is they're calling him Franklin? <laughs> right. But then Sally is, so I'm like, what is it? Is his sister, him and Sally, the blonde, are they brother and their brother and sister? So yeah. then is she, is she Sally Franklin or is she, mm -hmm. is he Franklin? And then who's this Franklin place? And oh, by the way, like if it's their place, like shouldn't they have better awareness of where this is? And then like, then with the disrepair that this house fell under, right? In a few years, a few decades. Yeah. I mean, this looks like someone moved out like three generations ago. So when yeah. she was picking up, like it was totally out there. But yeah, so it's, did the, the acting was like a little, a tough hang like it yeah. wasn't it's like a very know, college college film vibe yeah and it's like really trying to stay in the prism of 1974 movie making i mean they did have you know they had like a lot of tracking shots like in the zooms like definitely had this vibe to it you know like we would kind of come around a corner then like push in you know like zoom in on faces and kind of like a lot of that push so yeah. if yeah i felt like that was they definitely did a good job of like creating the suspense um, yeah. I don't know. It just it really wasn't the movie I was expecting. Like uh, I was expecting, like kind of I guess, like a Dahmer-like character or like just some kind of sociopath with a chainsaw, like running around, just like killing everybody. But it was more of like, I mean, it's a it's a cannibal story. It's just kind of like about yep. these crazy people that you know, yeah, these hill people you. that have yeah. like you know Leatherface, who is basically just like a mask of people's face over his face. The hitchhiker son, who's also so there's something wrong with him. They're definitely. definitely, and then the dad who owns the gas station. That whole thing, I was not like, did not understand. And also, too, was the grand the grandpa who I thought was just like mummified upstairs. They brought I down. He was dead. Yeah, he he's totally alive. He's the one doing the hammer, and because he's the best killer that they ever saw. Is he also have like a leather face esque mask, or is he just? He, he looked like I a don't... melted candle. Yeah, I don't I don't think that was like makeup department. I think they all just yeah. kind of like wear masks because he has like an old face. But you're right. I thought he was like kind of upstairs because when she runs up there and she's screaming, like he doesn't move at all. And he kind of doesn't move until he gets, you know, that taste of that blood he's been looking for. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I'm gonna have to push back a little bit on you. I don't think they were letting 
him kill her because he was the best i think it was more of like an homage like this come on grandpa for old time's sake like just pick up the hammer oh, okay. yeah i still don't think he's like batting a thousand with it because i mean okay like, yeah much like tom brady like really lost the step yeah <laughs> he's like i want to murder till i'm 85 <laughs> he's just like, yeah he's just like i'm out we're out from the sunset um yeah so <laughs> <laughs> by the way I, there was there was some question. times where I genuinely yeah. like laughed in this movie, just thinking to myself, like about like first off like Pam and Kirk, right? Just like, hey Kirk, when you walk into somebody's house and you see a wall full of like animal antlers and skulls, you probably not just gonna go like hard charging into that like robe. You know what I mean? Like Kirk is the first one to get just murdered and just gets clubbed in the head, and then. Pam follows looking for him afterwards. She falls into a, a whole thing of chicken feathers. I, it feels like she's in there for like 22 minutes. Yeah. Get around. out, Pam. Yeah, maybe. Oh, what that's what I want. Yeah. I want I forgot about that point. So I wanted to, yeah, like this is almost this had me play devil's advocate too, because seeing it through, you know, the hillbilly's eyes, I was just like, that is a lot of breaking and entering going down. A lot of people yeah, yeah. Kind of, like they had to do to defend themselves. Was it a little bit put on a meat hook, throw in the ice box? Probably a little over the top, but I, we're yeah, at least yeah. going to trial. We're going to discuss right, it. Right, exactly. So when she was running away uh, in the very last one, she's the last one to be killed after Franklin gets uh, gets chainsawed, which um, Champ was watching it too. Like, uh, Not enough chainsaw action for that to be in the title of the movie. Yeah. It seems mm-hmm. more of like the cannibal massacre or making humans into barbecue massacre. Sure, like, I get sure, there sure. was a chainsaw there. But yeah, it yeah, wasn't, yeah. it doesn't deserve top billing. I'm just saying, with all the things going on, like for sure. And also, too, like the fucking Franklin's in the wheelchair, and they just boy, they just like put him outside and like, all right, man, figure it out, Franklin. Figure yeah. out, get there. there. It's not the that house, no, none sure. of it is ADA approved. No, yeah, American is, Disability Act, mm, uh uh-uh, uh, not happening. I did not catch up to them yet. I mean, they had the mm-hmm. two like planks for him to get in and out, and a low, low concern on that. Yeah, they gave him a bucket at the very beginning. We saw always being treated. So, did, yeah. did this was this movie the first one? Because when she's running, so the last one she's left alive and she's running from uh Leatherface, Leatherface. and she goes inside the house to get away from him. And then runs up the stairs. So all that cliche bullshit that we make fun of, you know, people returning yes. to the house and going up the stairs. Was did that generate here? I do Cause think because I remember I watching there was it, some like, of that. Yeah, I was like, what an insane move! Because you're just like <laughs> she goes in and she goes in upstairs, and it was just like it's right. so literally the worst choice. Worst choice ever. It's it, yeah, it's just bad choice because it's like you're you're only going up there's nowhere where for you to go exactly yeah you're you're limiting yourself as you know architecture how it works there was yes. going to be one way down and that's the way back you came even with the basement you could hope for a walkout basement right like you could sit there and be like all right there's a slider that i can get out upstairs yeah you know there's probably not a thing uh, kudos for her two for two on window jumps by the way sally proven she can throw herself through a window like the best of them yeah, I'd like a little prequel to see like what kind of training she's been through because there was a lot of like just straight 20 foot drops into glass and just like a quick glance down at the knee. And it's just like, all right, I'm back to my 5k. That, that, that one was one of my most favorite spots. The first time when she jumps out of the window, yeah. Leatherface comes running up to the window. And literally, I was like, in my mind, he was like, because he was like looking out the window and just kind of like, he didn't do anything, but he's kind of looking out the window, firing his chainsaw. And I was like, his internal monologue must have been like, oh, damn, 
that must have hurt. <laughs> she fucking ate it. Like yeah. she just crashed down into some. Yeah, it's almost, it's almost like when you, you know, you're playing with, with your friends as a kid. And it's just like, all right, t- time out. Everyone slow down. That was crazy. Alicia, <laughs> you didn't have to do that. That was nuts. Are you yeah. okay? I was right, let's not take expecting it, you to jump Let's take it from window. where we were. Okay, damn. Yeah. I just want to make sure you're all right. All right, all right. And game on. Yeah, and then she did it again. Man, she got fucked up. Um, and then she goes spilling out. She jumps through the last one. This is a. This is yeah. a. Do we do we want to talk about that? Are you? Is there anything more in this chase scene that you want no, no, to talk no, no, about? No, no, yeah, we're just no, we're covering the. We'll, we'll yeah, and then she, then she, then she gets tied up, sucks the blood, the hammer, all yeah. that stuff. Just dude, all like, the hillbillies in there being super mean, super cruel. Yeah, cruel. real, not That's nice. Not, a, I want. Is this a package deal? Like, if you're a cannibal, are you also just like a dick? Like, are there any oh. like friendly cannibals? <laughs> like, I just real talk. I mean, are there real any talk. like it just seemed like they were they love to eat people, but then they also love to just like torture that like well, is they were that, dickheads is that to each other. The they were dickheads to yeah. each other, though. Like they all fucking although I think Leatherface got the biggest pass pass of them all, he right? Did. But yeah. he but even his dad got mad about the door. It's like you left your brother alone, and he, look what he did to the door. He was he so did. the dad was so mad at, about the door. Yeah, little to know to defend yourself from Leatherface. All you had to do was like hit him with the back of a broom, and he would have just like coiled. Oh yes, like, this like is Kirk true. Cousins just turtled up and just yeah, like, jumped yeah, the exactly. Yeah, had she saying. only known. But yeah, these guys were just dickheads all the way around. The the other brother, the the um the hitchhiker, just a fucking weirdo goofball. Like he's. He's a fucking, he's a creep show. Lighting the yeah, picture on fire I mean, in the is, van. Yeah, that's, that is poster child for not picking up hitchhikers. I wonder, like, also, I guess, I, when it was hitchhiking really bad. So it was. And Definitely what think it, then. Yeah, it was hitchhikers killing the people that picked them up, right? Oh, yeah. That, that, that was, was always a, the fear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you pick up, like, a crazy person. But it's still even today. Now, I mean. Well, I don't see how, Do people pick up hitchhikers today? I, I guess would hope Uber. not. <laughs> right i mean technically police like, unless, a, unless you have a cell phone and account set up like yeah you know exactly. when you're picking up strangers unless you push this button it'll be right over in seven minutes <laughs> exactly <laughs> um so then she breaks out the window she jumps through sally does by the way sally like a plus screamer a plus like she's not much of an actress but boy no. she fit the role of like the scream on whatever scream pipes going mm-hmm. yeah she does um so she comes in there. She's all fucking slashed up because she got her back all cut up. She's fucking, she's a mess. She's blood, bleeding from head to toe. She runs out into the street. There's a trucker, an 18-wheeler, comes barreling down. Hitchhiker yeah. brother, who was fucking her up with the switchblade, he got just, Get his just fucking, ups. yeah. He got fucking smushed. Got nine just. wheels of it. <laughs> yeah, he got nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great math joke. That's so good. <laughs> People are chewing on that right now. I'm saying the entire driver's side. Yeah, just like guy slams on the brakes. He made me laugh too because he was just probably like, like, oh hey, what's up, pretty light white lady? What's coming on? Yeah. And then he's like, Oh shit, you are just covered in your own blood. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yes, it has yeah. that weird volume to where like they're kind of talking, but you can't really hear what he says. And it's just yes. like gotta be like, holy fuck. But he seems to go with the flow. Like he's just like like he's, he's been through this before. It's just like not another fucking guy with the chainsaw. Quick, we gotta go out the passenger side. Out the passenger side. Not only that, let me just grab my trusty old wrench too, just yes. in case. 
then turns and puts mm-hmm. puts it on a fucking frozen rope. <laughs> just just fucking size. Just fucking change them. up. Boom. Just hammers Leatherface right in the middle of the eyes. And then it's like, oh, by the way, we totally failed to mention that Leatherface got gussied up for the dinner and put grandma's makeup on, right? Did we, we, <laughs> we didn't. We forgot, we we forgot about that. that. We glossed over that. Fucking dots him right between the blush there. Or the, the eye makeup. <laughs> Goes down, cuts himself in the thigh. Now he's yeah. now he's now he's limpy. Then I think he I think the my that guy, truck driver, I think he keeps going on. He sees the writings on the wall. He's like, there's nothing good going on from here. So he Wait, keeps blue, on so trucking. not 18 the blue truck. The blue truck that pulls up. No, 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 no. 18 wheeler. The, oh, the guy, the guy who put the wrench on the rope. Okay, yeah. Fucking knocks out. He just keeps going. He's like, fuck it. That was it. Dusty, I want to ask you this. This the I end thought... of this very felt very much felt like guys, we're running out of budget, we're running out of daylight. This is the last day we can shoot. And because yeah. it turns into fucking pure chaos. Yes. Like <laughs> it's just like that 16 wheeler. And then that blue truck comes, and then like she kind of like he doesn't defend her, but he kind of just like get in the back of the truck. So she can jump in it and then like they kind of take off like he's game to help what happened to our boy in the 18 wheeler i thought he just kept yeah well i hope he drives off no because in the background when she pulls off and you see her point of view looking back at leatherface that 18 wheeler is still there that's what i'm saying like but here's the thing is is the 18 wheeler guy ran the guy he just kept he just cooking because he's like i know how this fucking works i'm in texas i mean that was the most yeah that guy that guy had a belly on him yeah, he did. Have, he did have a belly on him. Yeah, I don't know how far he weighs huge, from Hitchhiker. What? What are you gonna do? Oh, Hitchhiker's you gonna dead, go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hitchhiker. I've I've just I've just ran over a dude sure. here. It's the middle of <laughs> yeah. Texas. Right. Yeah. I know the guy's got a chainsaw, but I don't know what this this white lady is. Cut the fuck up. Man. I need to get as far away from here as possible. Ah, but like pre cell phone days, you never know what you're gonna roll up on. It was so exciting. Also, like murdering, like. Now that we yes. have cell phones, people are like, now they could track where everybody was at. Like, You're saying there's less murder now? Yeah, maybe not. Well, just because population went up. But now it's just yeah. like, uh, there wasn't a like, because those didn't feel like real, a lot of pre-planned murders there at that hillbilly house. Like those were mm-hmm. just like murders of opportunities. Just like, great, someone's yep. in here. Like, I'm going to get my murder on. Don't have to worry about like getting rid of a cell phone or anything. I'm just saying it'd be a, it's a bigger lift to be a leather face these days. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, you can't, you can't be Leatherface just willy-nilly, just out, just doing your own Leatherface thing. You no. cannot do that. You cannot. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For mean? sure, for sure. But yeah, what? here's the thing that I want to know is, is, like, the guy in the blue pickup truck, it's like, fuck, man, my day is, my day is totally altered right now. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, because especially if you're driving around on those roads in Texas, like, you're going somewhere specific. Like yes. no one's just kind of like roaming around there, but yeah, maybe pick her up. Uh, okay, let's. Where are they now? Okay. So, where's Leatherface? Leather Leatherface. Where's his family. So they're one family member down. Do they perch up hitchhiker? Put a little fake mask on him. Put him upstairs. Put him in a chair. I don't know. There's there's not going to be much left of him. I mean, they're gonna. I mean, here's the thing. I don't. I don't think they're above. Uh, you know, oh, eating their, kill. Own, eating their own yeah. Kind. Okay. Yeah. yeah a little, barbecue them up. Uh, yeah. A little leftovers, okay. I think. Um, well, she definitely, okay. So this house gets busted because I mean, I think she drives back to town. She's able to tell the cops it's a pretty easy yes. place to spot. So it was pretty easy. She could find her way back. Yeah. This, this place Character gets description. Yeah. Sketch this. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's not like you're going to be able to take the leather phase off and be like, <laughs> oh, no, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, there was like watching it, like is Leatherface the, when they first pull up there and there's no gas, like is he the one like washing the van? Like that little no, guy. No, that guy was too small. By the way, that was the, that was almost the most insane washing of a van I've ever seen. Yeah. Could absolutely. you imagine pulling up and then someone doing a half-ass wash on your van like that? Just no, I don't, housing yeah. it with a giant sponge and just leaving it soap just on there, not even rinsing it off. The yeah, there's so many weird doing, things. Dude? It's like it's it's early 70s. It's like destitute Texas. There were so many things that it was just like, I don't know, like it just had a very like depressing vibe. And I don't know if it was like for sure lack of technology or thing going off, but I definitely think it was mission accomplished with what they were trying to do. Um, where's yeah. our where's our blonde girl? What was your name? Sally. Sally. What's Sally doing? <sighs> Sally is fucking institutionalized. There's no coming back from this. Yeah, I don't think uh, there's a lot. She, she screened for six hours straight timeline, right? Yeah. From like, yeah, you know, no, no, you're right. Yeah, you know it's I mean? big, big mute vibe. Like, hasn't yes. said, hasn't said peeps since the day of. No, things could have gotten a lot worse, but you know, her brother's dead, her friend and her, I'm assuming her boyfriend, are, they're all dead, and her friend and her girlfriend are all dead. Pam and Kirk, they're murked. Jerry was the other one. He gets fucking just just got all of them got fucked up she's she's just she's chilling. she does tell the police blue truck guy drives them blue truck guys like you know a couple couple baths and this chick's all right like you know i might i might you know <laughs> yeah it's just like i met people wilder ways like there could yeah. be a buddy romance here <laughs> turn this into a romantic comedy but then she takes him into town i don't think i think they go straight texas justice i think they get oh. in they, they rally a group oh, i like this i like i think this. they they fucking burn this place to the ground oh I, excellent Torch everything yeah. in it, everything at all when you yeah, see a girl good. this cut up and this you know yeah this mangled yeah fucking... you also a little yeah i saw a little bit of it you're just like hey is that what's the situation on there is it just that one big dude with the chainsaw what else is going on it's just like oh, they're kind of like smaller and one got ran over so you should be okay and one's yeah. like in a wheelchair that they have to carry down yeah she's like she gives him the deets and that guy we're fucking we're burning this place of sin down especially because okay. if, if people are already digging up the, the graveyard so they're gonna put they're gonna put all those cases on leatherface and 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 daddy Okay, so our barbecue restaurant, what's the most popular dish? <laughs> what is their top Ooh. seller at our human BBQ place? Human BBQ. <laughs> I mean, definitely like fucking Franklin was taking a big old knot out of that sausage that he got. <laughs> By the oh way. Oh, my God. You're right. I forgot he got. Was that a sausage? Yeah, it was a sausage. I don't know what I thought. It wasn't a croissant. That's right. He it was definitely... a sausage that she got that Sally picked up. Then. Here's also the most insane thing. This is the 70s are so fucking crazy. The wow. 70s are wild because they go in, Franklin's in the truck just sweating balls in a fucking mm-hmm. in his wheelchair in the back of the the van. They go in, they buy some human meat, not advertised as such, <laughs> but just buy some beef. Some human BBQ. Human BBQ. <laughs> uh they go in there, they bring like some sausage things. They just got a big then Okay, she asked for Franklin's knife, the same knife where a strange hitchhiker slashed his hand up and then gave it back to Franklin. She's like, give me that knife so I can whack off a hunk of this. I don't know about you, but I don't I didn't see Purell wasn't a thing back then. No wet wipes. No, not a thing. Mm -mm. I'm certain they didn't go and wash it off because 
Franklin had it on his person. So she took hitchhiker bloody knife to cut up the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, Sally. Yeah. I think that was before, I think before the advent of scientists or microscopes or anything. So I don't think you knew how germs work. I think it was the old, definitely, I think the 10 second rule back then, but I think it was the wipe the blade a couple of times on your sleeve. We're clean and we're good to go. Yeah, it might. It's just sweat and dirt. It's Texas dirt. God made dirt. Don't dirt don't hurt. Yeah, yeah which so, happens to be the second grossest thing he ate on that sausage, besides the fact it was human, human, a, human, BBQ. human and barbecue, <laughs> uh, human BBQ, <laughs> BBQ. Yeah, um, um, bestseller. I think. Yeah, I think. Um, I think. What's the meatiest part, or what's the best tasting part on a person? <laughs> The question I didn't think I was going to ask myself on this podcast when we sure, started I don't, four years ago. Uh, well, so I don't like, like, I like a strip when it comes to a steak. So I don't know. Yeah. So I don't like, it, like, like a backstrap? Are we going straight ribs? Ribs got to be the best seller. But, okay. But also, like, I'm thinking driving. So I was going to go sausage because I feel like you can, because there's a lot yeah. of, you know, there's people that can pull in there that actually, like, still, there's not gas, but still want to get their trip on. So I, I think, you, I feel like you can't eat ribs and drive, but you can do a sausage and drive. True that. Do you think the the no gas is a ploy just for fucking people to break down and be like, all right, yep, got to deliveries gotta here. Got to yep. move some of this human BBQ. Ain't gonna sell itself. <laughs> gonna love it after you try it. Deep freeze right. it'll perfect. And then guess what? Then I'm gonna cook you up. I'm gonna get then you. You're next. You're next. You in my human BBQ. Okay. Uh, I think we drove the point home about eating people. All right. Let's give it uh, air horns. We do five. I think so. It's been a while. Okay. Five is fine. Who cares? No okay. one's counting. No, there's no log, I don't think, of <laughs> no, our no, movie reviews. That'd be so awesome if it were. Uh, okay, so let's uh, start it. Ready? We both give it two and a half? No, I gave it a full three. Uh, two and a half, yeah. yeah. I, like. uh, yeah, I, I kind of thought that Sally was pretty hot. I was like, Sally's a looker, yeah. Give it a half. It was... I don't know. Whenever I got to reach the remote to like mute it, I don't know if it's because of my old age, but there was some... You got to put a little story break in there just to give me a break from her screaming. I get it's supposed to make me uncomfortable, like mission accomplished, but mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I was just like, this is kind of, I'm going to get ice cream or something. I'm going to get, <laughs> I'm going to get a spare rib. This is giving me a headache. Um, all right. Brent or uh, Brendan, not yet. Neapolitan show. Yet. Race to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. Hi, bro. Uh, this came up. I liked it. Things that we kind of gave up that we abandoned on as kids back in the day that we wish we yes. would have stuck with. We could have been better people. There are could things that we stuck with that make us great people, but these might have boned us up a little bit. Really kind of just really chubbed us up a bit. Us off, really made us look really we're, we're leaving that back in the last segment. We are moving <laughs> on from that. Um, Okay, so I have a pretty good list here. I want to talk a little bit about what it was, um, mm. why you bailed on it, and any plan on coming back to it in any way. Any way you can get it folded back in the slide. This first one you'll appreciate because yeah. we do have a book club together. Put reading, which is okay. Everyone, slow down. I can read. I can read. All right, but the, but this felt. I feel in the this sphere. feels like more of like an admission here. <laughs> 
this is more this i more the spirit than probably like a direct thing but it felt like you know i kind of looked back and it like always cheated up book reports you know i would like nice. looking at that last page the day before like just kind of synopsis on back yep. trying to trying to breathe it into a whole book report like didn't do a lot of my college fucking reading you know i was trying to get through it I was reading like the plays for all that stuff but didn't do like you know a lot of those books i really felt like my junior year of college i was like fuck man this is an opportunity like you just should you don't have to work like you should be reading got into it like a little late and then you know covid for me i know everybody had their personal goals but for mine it was like really bone up and it was just like let's make this part of the daily life just for healthy brain and for curiosity and so luckily got back into it but looking back it's just like man all those times you know when you just when you had the time to read when it's actually part of the curriculum like you could have set a time aside time to do it and didn't do it Bum me out. for sure I, I owe i owe pizza hut a lot of fucking personal pan pizzas that i did not earn through book club Oh man, they were like nineteen ninety-four. Like we almost went under. Like, <laughs> like a little liar. Yeah, I read all these books. Where's my pizza? Where's my pizza? Pepperoni summer paste. reading. Oh, summer <laughs> reading. I was like, nice yeah. list, dorks. <laughs> um, um, so for me, so I don't did I, I think I've told this story in the podcast where I my mom thinks that Mrs. Four, shout out Mrs. Four Star. We can talk about you in a while. Uh, that she thought that I like invented fantasy sports. Like she thinks that I invented. Oh it. yeah. I would go and I would I would make these little teams and I would take my basketball cards. So that is something that I was like, I don't know why I didn't get in. Or I didn't keep on doing it. Probably because I just got older and and didn't think of it. But I was I was thinking back in it. I was like, man, I really could have like been in on like some ground floor fantasy football or fantasy sports related topics you have all these like you talk about like matthew barry and like all those guys and they're on tv talking about it and what what an awesome like existence that would have been if i just had like held on to that like geeky part of myself and like tried to like bring other people into this realm of like hey like like like, let's do this you know what i mean and let's let's put together our, our, our cards and done done this thing and like hey you will draft these guys and all this stuff that we still do today now i get it in 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 you know being in a in a few fantasy football leagues with with ub so that i get to kind of supplement that but i do like when i want to hear like some of these like fantasy talking ads i'm like this is everything that you and i can do you know what i mean like they're just yeah. armed they get paid to do it on a regular basis and half the times we read this we're kind of like no shit sherlock like what the fuck you know what i mean but you get paid for it and i don't and what, what, you know, it's part of what this po- podcast is born out of too, but it's like, how awesome would that to be, to be like the guy that was kind of like the Mel Kiper, if you will, of like fantasy football or fantasy yeah, they're sports on the ground floor. Like, you know, it kind of goes through that. It's just like, you know, is always the most talented or the most deserving, you know, kind of get those spots. And it seems like such um, a rarefied air and just kind of like right place, right time. But it sounds like you were really dialed into something, but it is nice that like what I like about our first two so far, is it something that we both did, you know, we returned to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like there is yeah. still like commissioner of the fantasy football league. I think the first fantasy football league I was in, you were the commissioner of, like I got mm-hmm. into that. So it's, yeah. and we're doing this podcast. So it's the greatest podcast ever. So yes. Yes. See how much more depressing it gets from here. Number two, um, I will go with, computer programming so oh. i took yeah so it, like in high school like i started taking so we had a a plus plus certification which was the actual like hardware like building a computer which was super mm-hmm. interesting because it was kind of in the days when uh the 
early when you know pcs really started taking off so you could like build your own computer and like for gamers and stuff which was super interesting but then there was also like learning like javascript you know it was the first time that it's like computer programming became it's just in that right sweet spot because you know looking back at it like it really had to be around the time you know that like you know zuckerberg was working on facebook and just kind of any you know any idea of programming was accessible and something you could learn and do with and i just i really like that exercising part of the brain because it was like a little math but it's also like had you know the rigid rules to make sure that you could communicate with the computer to like do the kind of you know uh whatever creative endeavor like build the web pages you wanted to do yeah that's cool i like that um i didn't have so mine is kind of in that vein for number two um mine is just typing i am a traditional like hunt and pecker Mm. I do not know how to type. And I didn't, so we had Cortez Peters and our, my senior year of high school was our typing teacher. And I really was kind of like, I will never use this. Like this, this is stupid. I'm going to, it's pen and paper all day. And yeah, if I need to go on there, all I'll, day or day. I'll, yeah, all day or day. Pen and paper gonna, for life, baby. It's my life. I mean, look at the way I prepare for Fair. a podcast. It's Fair. still yeah. the fucking, fucking way I do it right now, but that's me. But like, I do realize that it's unsustainable like considering my my eight-year-old daughter like her favorite day on friday is is or is friday not because she gets out of school but because they get to be on their chromebooks for like a majority of the time and Mm -hmm. some of these kids it's insane they know how to type already and she's like still just kind of learning and we were and dr mrs the commission is like of of all the things learn on how to do it She's like, this will this will be the most like easy thing going for you is learning how to type. So I hunt and peck, and I can hunt and peck pretty quick, and I can bang out most most of the stuff that I'm that I'm doing. It's kind of like the, you know, just kind of a little bit, and you know, that's there. But I do kind of wish I would have just like stuck with the practice of typing. I, but to be fair, I didn't have an email until I was like, I mean, I had my school issued one, but I didn't even really use it until I think. I was 20 years old. This is when I really, like I signed up for a Yahoo account. I was like, all right, it's time to get a fucking email address. Yeah. So do you feel like it ever like really slows you down? Like, is that a point? Like you were just like, fuck, like, does it happen like once a day or something where you're like, fuck, I really wish I could just like not look at this. No, it doesn't. It's kind of like, okay. Yeah. It doesn't like hold you up from shit. Yeah, it doesn't. Thankfully I've like, but I do realize like it is silly when I like, here's here's where it gets silly if i'm ever like in a presentation yeah, and like a right. screen sharing and i have to type something in sure yeah ooh, what a white yeah. knuckle moment that is. <laughs> you know everybody cross uh, our fingers and close your eyes please i know exactly just look at oh what's that <laughs> you fucking rattle then a typo good lord forget that um but yeah that's 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 probably the only time that it holds me up and just typing emails and stuff for work it's like I banged that out pretty quickly and, and, you know, no, there's no time crunch on that. So not terrible, not the worst thing in the world. Oh yeah. It kind of makes me feel like I said, and it should have went read. I didn't really make it, but I definitely wish I was a better speller. I guess I kind of like excuse it off. Cause I'm just like, Oh, you can either be, you know, if you're good at math, like then you're just not going to be good at spelling. And I just think that's <laughs> kind of an excuse. I was a fucking terrible speller. Like the word coincidence came up. I was like using an email and like spell check couldn't even throw me a fucking line. Like it was just like that's the worst feeling. Dude. I don't know what you're doing. Like good, good, yeah. good, bring me more, bring me more. Like I can't, 
I can't do this for you, man. And I was like, yeah, that's I'm fucking trying. There's nothing more defeating. Restaurant gets me still to this day. Restaurant is like the hardest word for me to spell. And I don't know why, but there are some of those ones where you're like, fuck, how is it? like incidental like yeah like yeah. inconvenience if you made me spell inconvenience in my life dependent on it it's just like convenience is a motherfucker peace, yeah exactly i'm when you speak i'm of thinking speak of other ways I'm, I'm thinking i might actually use three words to get out of this one word <laughs> yeah exactly pods just get monosyllabic on you just got bah, bah, bah. I, yeah. bah, bah, bah. it's like um all right my number one spot you gave me your two right would you say you just said it. Yeah, typing was number two. Typing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mine's like typing. I didn't, I don't think I really got to dabble with this like as a class. I think maybe a little bit in high school. I think the biggest run I tried is when, I don't know, it came on like for little months, but I never could really figure out how to do it. I feel like there's a lot easier apps for you to do it now. Something that could be accessible, but you definitely need the discipline. The piano, I'd love to know how to play the fucking piano. Yes. Day number one. No, no, no. It's not my number one. Yeah. It's a good one. I, I know no musical instruments. Yeah, not music. Like I played the trumpet a little bit in middle school. And I was just like glad I bailed on that because it's like it's not practical. Like when am I going to mm -hmm. join a marching band? Like probably not going to go down. <laughs> I can't really practice at your home. So everyone and everyone plays the guitar. Every dude plays the guitar. Piano. Yeah, I played a, a little bit in like in, yeah, I played a little bit in high school or in college, like the guitar, like new enough to just look at tabs and stuff, but never really like got to do it. Like it'd be It'd be cool to sit down and just be able to do a little piano playing. Yeah. Um, so my number one. Number one. So I will go with I I took honors Spanish in high school. I really See. wish I could speak another, keep that language up. Like I think it's really important uh to have. I really wish I could because I it did make sense to me. I totally like fucked around in high school during it. And it was one of those things where it's like, man, what a real, like it, it comes up. I would say once every six months where I'm like, boy, if I could speak Spanish or just another language in general, but predominantly Spanish, if I could speak Spanish, this would make fucking life a lot easier. And everyone who knows like a second language, like I feel like, has eclipsed like a certain like intelligence barrier that I cannot pass through. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. There's something about like someone that knows a second language. That's just like, yeah, you have your affairs in order. Like, yes. you know, it's just like, you have like, I don't, your checkbooks balanced. Like you haven't bounced like a fucking, you haven't over withdrawn in a long time. Like, I don't <laughs> like you've changed your oil every 3000 miles. There's something about your second language that is just like, you're coming at this life, like ready to do it right. Yeah, sure. I like, totally agree. I thought about it, like it just kind of never I it didn't really stick with me. I I would like it, but it never really felt accessible to me. Like even when I was studying it, like it was such an uphill like right clog that it's like I, I just I don't know if it ever felt like it would click for me. It felt like I was just memorizing something else, if that makes sense. Like it just kind yes. of never felt natural. It was just more of like I can remember all of this stuff and then regurgitate at the right spot, but like knowing the language you know like i know the one I speak. that's a, that, that yeah that's a great point i think when when push came to shove trying to be conversational like i could i could do well on the test and that's probably what i was able to do because i was like i can kind of memorize the pattern of like conjugation and verbs and things like that but like when it came down to it for me to like 
string it all together, that's probably where it was a bridge too far for me. And I yeah. was like, pass. Do you, have any, do you have any on your console bracket? Or I, I, you haven't scored this one. Uh, I haven't. Like I had, uh, uh, I just had the foreign language on there. Like I, yeah. I wish I would have stuck with that. And then like I have, I have Magic the Gathering, but it's more kind of. Yeah, well, you went back to it. You came back to it a little bit. I know. I was like, I never, you know, it could have been. Could have been one of the greats. Could have been one of the greats. I had. But yeah. Uh, do you have like any sport or anything? Like, yeah, I thought I, of, you know, like basketball, I was too short. So, like, I kind of quit sophomore year, but that made sense. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't like, like that I quit. That's kind of a bummer to me. Like, I wish I would have stuck with it just to finish like what I started. It kind of funny. It goes back to, you know, the email we got about the, um, you know, the MAMA parenting tip about like sticking to something. Like, when's the right time to quit? And that was more about like, I didn't enjoy it, but I was still like a sophomore in high school and kept my ass in shape and it just wouldn't yeah. have been finished up that you started. Yeah, that's, oh, for sure. Like, that's definitely like, I have that for sure, you know, and it's just like, I wish, I wish I would have just done it and enjoyed it more when I was doing it. You know what I mean? That's the thing is, is like, I didn't enjoy, I didn't enjoy playing sports in high school as much as I enjoy playing them now, which is weird. Or like when we were in, LA together like playing in the basketball leagues like I enjoy that so much more and I don't know you're just filled with so much like angst and like pressure and like everyone's going to judge me that's the one thing like that would have been like healthy to know like no one cares no one's going to remember and no one's going to give a shit you know 25 years from now uh I I did have sports broadcasting down but we get oh I I was wondering if you bring that up yeah yeah and then also too like uh but also like between this and mab league and stuff like that and the school that i went to at central michigan had a pretty good like broadcasting department so it would have been pretty good to like get in there that's the thing is is like i think about some of those those roads you know like sports broadcasting or you know like being like an actor or some some of that other stuff and you're just like i i would i know i could be good enough to be x but like if i was in the top like 15 percent of the world and like proficiency at doing this and good but that still means i'm making like thirty-two thousand dollars living in you know some bumfuck middle of like missouri in order yeah. to do it would i love it that much that's what it is right because it's um god it's turning into like real it may be life lessons but yeah because yeah. I, I was wondering if we were going to hit a little bit about some of the passion and careers that you know might have brought us to la or that we had around like our 20s and one of those was you know acting for me also and it's just kind of it turned into yeah like the, the path didn't seem necessarily quote-unquote fair i mean granted life's not sure fair, but it didn't necessarily mean like the best talent rise to the top and that's not me trying to be like oh like uh, i realized that you know all my talent was going to be ignored but it wasn't like that but it was just like is the risk of like everything and it not necessarily being fair and not necessarily getting awarded for your talent and not necessarily, you know, making the amount of money where you're going to feel comfortable or like build a livelihood or, you know, like be able to build a family, like is all of that juice worth the squeeze? Is that worth it? And then it right. just felt like if there's any, like any no or any semblance of like, man, I don't know. Then it's just like, that's going to be a long road. That's just not worth it. Right, for sure. I do remember, I was telling Dr. Mrs. The Commission this, right? We had, uh, I think, I forget what Super Bowl it was. I mean, it must have been 2007. I think we had a Super Bowl party at the frat, and I got a call for an audition to go to, um, shit, I forget who the guy's name was that was, like, the casting director who cast, like, something about Mary, and he was cast casting this ESPN commercial 
that was for the ESPYs. And it was a scene where the you had to sit around a campfire and the host ended up being Justin Timberlake that year. And the guy who actually got the part was this guy from the Groundlings, who was one of like my Groundlings instruction uh, instructors, Roy something or other shit. But anyways, he he actually ended up getting the the job. But it's one of those things where I think back in that moment because I got the call for the audition probably like somewhere early mid afternoon before the Super Bowl, and I went to the Super Bowl party and partied and you know didn't go like. I look back at that moment now and I was like, well, that should have been the biggest indicator of like the reason why I, a, I wouldn't have been a good actor and B, like, I didn't want it bad enough because I was yeah. like the, the actors that get it are the ones that go in there. And even if it's a dumb, like three sentence line, I still butchered it in the room. I was still nervous. And the guys that get that job, like go in there and fucking it, it's all consuming. That's their job. Not going to like a Super Bowl party is like whatever, but that's their job and they treat it as such. And I just, I never had that and I didn't have the desire to do that. I always felt like oh, I can go in there and kind of give my 80% and that'll be good enough because that's predominantly what I've done in life, you know, my entire life, anyways. And so it was one of those things where I was like, oh shit, well, yeah, that definitely seems like, you know, a reason why I wouldn't have been a great actor or not, uh, not good at doing this, not a long term plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like those driving across LA to Santa Monica, like on a Friday to go like, you know, be up for like a Windex commercial and just like seeing it as like a fucking chore. And it was just yes. like, all right, like this is you're probably out on this. Right. Right. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to give the win to most awesome. Oh, look at you down there. You I thought you're going to give us a tie. We both want it. We both share. I know. I, you know, I did want to do, I was going to do that. I thought give I us a tie. Do... I don't want this okay. win. I want us to share right. this. I was going to you say, opened up too. I was going to say the winner is the future us's, which are here oh. today. Two I like it. That. Look at that. Look at that. Um, all right. Brandon and Gambling Court, NBA Futures. We'll save that for next week. We're good. We give them a full, yeah. we'll give them a full. We'll wait for We it. did. We got into some, we, some deep, deep, deep waters. We did. MVPs of the week, bro. Here we go. I get an MVP, especially after this fucking Nets game I just bet on. My MVP mm. is Steve Nash. Way to go, man. <laughs> you get out of that fucking heap, that building that's just collapsing around everything. Honestly, like watching this Nets team and just reading about them, it looks like the job you show up for where you get up in the morning, you're just like, oh, this shit again. And you know, like right before you just walk into like Barclays, you're just like, here we go. Just fucking clock that time clock, time card. And it's just like, got to fucking get to it again. So you're out, bro. So good luck in future endeavors. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, yeah. I, there's not much to say about the Nets. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So my, my MVP, I'm going to go with the little, little lion that got dealt to a, to, to the Vikings, a little oh, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we drafted him, and uh, I'm I'm very I'm very disappointed in this trade. I like T.J. Hawkinson. He didn't really produce. He was solid, but not spectacular for the spot that they drafted him. You could argue, is it you know chicken or the egg? Is he was yeah. not being utilized properly? Right. Um, but then they traded him. They picked up his fifth year option at like nine and a half million bucks, which is fine. But then they traded him. That's really like they didn't even get more draft capital they really just kind of like moved up in the draft in a deep year for the for the tight end so 
but I'm not here to fucking shit on the Lions and their their moves. More just to send off to TJ Hawkins saying that it was one of the most recent like draftees that have been excited that I got to see. And so yeah, good on you. Good luck with the Vikings. Make a run. Maybe that team gets a little bit better. Can't hurt. Yeah, I think so. I've always, yeah, I've been a Hawkins fan. I think you're right. I think there is, you know, um, a tier below, I think, um, you know, Kittle and Kelsey is where we kind of thought he was going to land, like probably around that um, Earth's level, but never kind of got there. But it's, uh, yeah, glad to have him, you know, um, fill that void for Irv Smith Jr. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hopefully he's not hungry for receptions in the second half because he's going to be disappointed. <laughs> so I don't know if that's the case. Guys, MAV Sports Podcast episode 241. You want to shout out at us? Shoot us an email. It may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandon. I want to sign yourself off. Most awesome. Audience, we are the original Scream Kings here in our feature-length movie, The Texas Podcast Massacres. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.